Good morning, village. Good morning. Oh, come on. Good morning, village. Good morning. Good morning, family. Today, scripture comes from, as I clean off stands, 2 Kings, the second chapter. We'll be looking at verses 7 through 12, and it reads, Fifty men of the company of prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water. The water was parted to the one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. Elisha said, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, you have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will it will be granted you. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses and of uh, horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. But when he could no longer see them, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. The word of God for the people of God. Most gracious God, how excellent is your name above all names in the earth. Have your way in this place. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I am looking at this scripture and coming from the title of Faithfulness and Promise. And what I found is that uh, Elisha is a great example uh, of this concept. You see, the scripture that we read today is not the beginning of his journey, nor is it the end, but it is the peace in the middle, that transitional peace where his faithfulness is now being rewarded with the promise. It's amazing to me how so many people, I'm not saying anybody in this room, of course, but how so many people want the promises of God but they forget that it requires a certain level of faithfulness. They, they want the title, they want the prestige, they want the stuff, but nobody really wants to sacrifice. They, they want all of the things that, that, that have been promised to them, all the things that they may have seen that other people have. That's a sermon for a completely different day. Um, but they don't want to walk through the process that allows them to effectively not only get there, but to sustain the thing that is in front of them. As a result, I felt like this story from Elisha uh, could teach us a lot of things. You see, Elisha met Elijah on the countryside. Elisha was, was working the, the ground. He had 12 yoke of oxen, which alluded to the fact that the family business was doing very well. He, he didn't have a care in the world. He was doing what he had been trained to do, what he had been taught to do, understanding that one day all that he saw he would want one day inherit. And then Elijah comes up. 
and walks past him and throws his, his cloak over him and keeps walking and the entire world as Elisha saw it in a moment changed. He realized that the inheritance that he was looking at in the physical was nothing compared to the spiritual inheritance that was before him. He realized that all of a sudden there was a promise on his life that he could not allow to walk away from him. And in an instant, he was willing to sacrifice it all. He said goodbye to his family. He said goodbye to his friends. He forfeited the, the physical inheritance that was, that was his and that appeared from what we read to be a great inheritance to have. He was willing to sacrifice all that others would have held as valuable to chase after that thing that God was pulling him towards. And I think that's one of the things that God is trying to get to us today. We have to realize that as we are walking this journey called life, as we are walking in the promises of God, as we are going to our ultimate call, purpose, and position in him, there are going to be some sacrifices that just must be made. Whether that sacrifice is you waking up on Saturday, which is your day off and your day to sleep in, to read and to pray and to get closer to him, or whether that sacrifice is to walk away from some friends that has, have historically led you into some places you shouldn't have been. That sacrifice may be uh, uh, going um, um, more often to the, the, the church itself and serving and volunteering and giving of your time and your resources. And it may just simply be you waking up early or staying up late to, to read and to pray and to seek God's face. Your sacrifice could very well be a change in position, a change in job. It could be a number of things. But what I would admonish you to look for is this. As you feel God coming close to you, don't be afraid to drop what you find as important and chase after him with all that you have. You see, Elisha sacrifices all of this stuff and he begins to follow Elijah and something strange happens that most of us couldn't deal with. You, you see, in 1 Kings, I want to say it's the 19th chapter, uh, Elijah meets Elisha, and all of a sudden, uh, he begins to walk with him and to serve him, and he got to see all the miracles and do all these great things, but nobody knows his name until we get to the scripture where Elijah is getting ready to go. He was there when, when Elijah did all of these magnificent miracles, and his name was never written. He was there when, when Elijah was walking and, and talking and teaching, but nobody knew his name. From 1 Kings, the 19th chapter, to 2 Kings, uh, where we are today, his name is not mentioned at all. Now, the fact that his name is not mentioned did not change his dedication or his faithfulness to the man of God or to the purpose that God had put on his life. But so many times when we don't get recognized and when people don't know who we are and when we do things and nobody sees us, we walk away from the call, the promise and whoever else is attached because you need to know that I'm me. But the question is, what's more important, your recognition or God's call? What's more important, that people see you or that people see God? You see, we need to be okay when people don't know who we are 
simply knowing that God knows exactly who we are. We need to be just fine when people don't see us knowing that God, God in his infinite wisdom has placed us there and he sees us. We need to be just OK when nobody knows our name, knowing that God not only knows our name, but he knows our purpose. He knows our call. He knows the, the very number of hairs on our head. There is nothing that he will withhold from us. We need to understand that being where God called you to be and doing the thing that God called you to do, no matter how big or how small it may appear to you, is more than enough. We need you in your position. We don't need you in mine. I need to stay firm where God has planted me because if I venture over to where you are, I'm out of position, which causes an issue itself. Everybody can't be eyes. Everybody can't be ears. Everybody can't be feet, according to the word. But as we all come together as the body of Christ, we're able to effectively change this world in a mighty way. As he walks and he talks, he gets very close to where we are in the scripture today. And as he is walking with his teacher, Elijah, he, he, he has people run up to him, prophets and son of prophets, and say, you know, today your master will be from over your head. And he says, I know. I know. Elijah himself says, well, why don't you stay here and I'll go forward? And he says, as long as you live, I'm with you. He takes a few more steps and another son of a prophet will come and say, you know that your master is leaving you today. And he said, I know, I know. And Elijah will then says again, why don't you stay here and I'll go forward. And he says, I'm sorry, but as long as you live, I am with you. No matter how close his promise was, no matter how close he was to the thing that he knew that God was pulling him towards, he never forsook the assignment that he had in that moment. He never walked away from what others would seem as a lower place to exalt himself. He waited for God to place him where God himself wanted him to be. In this time where he saw the promise right in front of him, he did not abandon the man of God that God had connected him to. He didn't abandon those that depended on him. He did not get so big headed and high minded that he began to look down his nose at everyone else. But he remained faithful. People of God, when you see the thing that you've been promised, when you feel the wind start to hit beneath your wings, when you know that you are approaching that place that God has called you to be, please take this, these lessons from Elisha and stay in position. Don't rush to elevate yourself. Take these lessons from Elisha and not, uh, don't abandon those that you walk with or look down on those that you once called brother and once called sister. Take these lessons from Elisha and, and remember to be faithful over the small things because that's what gave you access to the level that is to come. Becoming unfaithful now kind of messes that all up. And now we're at the scripture, and if you would, put that back up. And Elisha has stayed faithful, and now he is walking with, his, with Elijah for one last time. He's walking with him for one last time. 
refusing to be unfaithful, refusing to abandon him, refusing to be anything different than what he has shown him for all of these years. He's walking with him one last time. And as people are urging him to stop and to stall and to be still, he is holding on to the thing that God has called him to do and to be with all of his might. He is walking with his teacher for one last time. And faithfulness is so ingrained in who he is, he can't let it go. And he gets to the end and his teacher says, what can I do for you? And this man of God didn't ask for anything that Elijah himself could give him. He asked for the one thing that only God could grant. So often we get to the point where we, we, we have access to the Father in a mighty way and we seek something so selfish that it makes no sense at all. This man of God said, give me a double portion of your anointing. And he said, well, I can't do that. He said, it's a hard thing, but essentially what he's saying is, I can't do that, but if God allows you to see me go up, that'll be the evidence that he has granted you what you have asked. And all of a sudden, the chariots of fire and the horsemen come rushing by and they take Elijah up. And Elisha is standing there watching his spiritual father go away. And God allows him in that moment to, to have the promise that had been spoken many, many years ago. But he's by himself. And he screams, Father, Father. And even the way that Elijah left Elisha was prophetic of how he would then spend his life as he spoke to kings over wars and disputes, the chariots of fire and the horsemen. And from that point on, Elijah goes on to do miracles just like his teacher, just like his spiritual father, just like the prophet Elijah. He becomes a teacher himself. He becomes a spiritual father. He becomes a prophet. And even when life leaves his body, as the, the scripture says, when he goes to sleep with his fathers, the promise of God yet lives on. Now, the thing that I love about this is God had, had walked him through a process of growth so that when he lost the thing he thought he needed, he became the thing that others needed. Ha! Ah, did I catch that? He, he needed his master. He needed his prophet. He needed his spiritual father. And now all of a sudden he is the prophet. He is the spiritual father. He is the leader. And in the midst of that, God's promise is God's promise. So he gets to the end of his life. He dies one miracle short of the double portion that he was promised. And someone throws a, a body on his bones. And all of a sudden the body gets up, dust off and walks out living because God's word still can't return void. Now, the thing that I love about that is this. Not only is God's promise God's promise. But God's promise is God's promise, whether you see it or not. Ah, did y'all catch that? 
God's promise is God's promise, whether you see it or not. The prayers that you pray that that you don't see the end of, if God has promised you a thing, you still have to have the faith that it has come to pass. The, The people that you interact with and God tells you to say hello or give them a hug or an encouraging word, you, you have to understand that it's bigger than just what you did. You dropped a seed. Uh, Dr. Robinson may do the watering and God increases that beyond anything that we could ever see. You cannot be so wrapped up in seeing all of the process that you forget to be a part of the process. Faithfulness and promise. At the scripture in which we, we, we looked at today, it was a transitional period where his faithfulness shifted and God showed his faithfulness and promise. But his faithfulness never changed. So people of God, I admonish you, stay faithful to God and watch his faithfulness to the promise that he has on your life explode. Quit chasing after stuff and choose God. For he said, if we would seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, all these things shall be added. So I invite you to learn from Elisha. Stay faithful when it requires sacrifice. Stay faithful when your name isn't called. Stay faithful even when your promise is in reach. And the day that God, the promise of God booms in your life, walk in faith. Walk in power and always walk with God. In the name of the Father and the Son.